Welcome to Divine Reclamation, the podcast, a space for all women to remember their magic, align with their inner cosmic warrior, and tap into the divine within. Join me here weekly for inspiring, gritty, and sometimes taboo discussions on all things spirituality, mental health, growth, and creating wealth. I am your host, Caroline the Divine, a women's breakthrough manifestation coach, mental health advocate, and believer in miracles. Welcome to Divine Reclamation, the podcast. What is up, you guys? How are you? Like, really, (laughs) how are you doing right now? I know it feels like we are in the freaking upside down world. Uh, But, you know, I will tell you this. The world is purging. The world is purging right now. And this is good. This is actually a really good thing. Like this has to happen, right? This has to happen. How could it not? Um, So as you guys know, we're seeing a lot of things come to the light that is very disturbing and can be um, just upsetting, right? It can make us feel like we're out of control in this world, in this space that we're living in. But I will tell you that when it feels like everything is falling apart, it's really an opportunity to become even more in alignment with our highest vision. Right. We have our personal visions and then there's also a vision for the world. Right. Like the collective. We have a vision and that vision of the world that we want to live in is not the world we have been living in. And so we are seeing the things that are not in alignment falling apart. So uh, this is something that we have to go through right? There's no way around it. We're going through it. And I will tell you from my own life experiences of going through it, right? I had done a lot of avoiding my whole life. And then finally, it got to a point where I couldn't avoid it any longer. And so I really had to dig deep and get all of the skeletons out of the closet and and just deal with my shit, right? And now we are like dealing with the shit on a global level level. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty exciting though, really. Um, so, you know, go forward with that mindset. And and truthfully, this process of uh, a phoenix rising from the ashes is such a perfect testament to our guest today, Pam Staples. Uh, Pam is a close friend of mine. She is also a former client of mine. And it was just such a pleasure to work with her. And she will talk a lot about uh, just the things that she's been through. So you guys are in for a ride. I'm so excited. Uh, Pam is a passionate business owner, a top leader and earner in her company, Navon, which is a network marketing company, unlike any other that I have personally seen. Like straight up, you guys, I have not seen a network marketing company like this one. Um, You know, we all know that there is a lot of toxic culture around network marketing, or at least can be, with some groups and some people (laughs) specifically. I'm trying to be very polite about this, Uh, but we get into that. We talk about that for a little bit later in the episode. Uh, But Pam is also a women's empowerment coach, and she is a mentor to so many people. And today in episode four, the glory of bouncing back from rock bottom, Pam gives us an inside look on her journey of healing through trauma reaching her rock bottom, and how she catalyzed a new way of thinking that changed her life forever. Her testimony is absolutely soul-shaking. She recounts her battles with chronic illness, a painful marriage, destructive coping mechanisms, and how her search for answers led her to a complete spiritual, emotional, and physical transformation. She's incredibly inspiring, you guys, totally transparent, and is about to take us along on the roller coaster that brought her to be the prosperous, multi-talented, successful CEO she is today. This woman is 
absolutely on fire. Welcome, Pam Staples, to the podcast. Pam, welcome to the podcast. I am so thrilled to have you on here. Seriously, um, I know our audience is just really excited to get to know you. Uh, you are such a ray of freaking sunshine, and anyone who knows you uh, in real life can attest to that. So, welcome. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for having me here. This is so exciting to be able to do something like this. And for you, I'm so excited for you because you have a this platform. I have been waiting so long for you to have this platform <laughs> because all the value that you provide and the leadership and the the heartfelt content that you put out truly just trying to support people and where they're at in life and letting them know that it's okay to be themselves and having someone like that in your life, especially for women as they're going through these transitions and these shifts in life. I mean, it's so important. So thank you for having me here. (laughs) Thank you so much for being yourself and who you are and always showing up authentically and genuinely. I appreciate it along with so many other people that I know follow you for for (laughs) all of your amazing stuff. I love you too. I'm excited. Yes. Yes. So we, we have talked about this for a while and, you know, just observing your journey. uh, I have to say, I have never seen someone so hungry to figure themselves out, to make progress, to move forward and to keep that momentum. Like you fight for it. Like, you know, you haven't eaten in days and you're just like freaking (laughs) hungry as hell. Like that is your energy. And I love that. Right. Like that is just such a pleasure to be around. Uh, So I know that you have been through quite the transformation yourself in the past few years. Right. So not only just mentally, but emotionally, physically, spiritually, all of it, right? So tell me, what has that been like? Let's start from day one. What has your transformation been like? Oh my gosh, this is such a... uh, It's a hard one because, you know, you're going through life and I have always... I was raised by my mom who was narcissistic and at no fault of her own. Let me just add this. It was her circumstances and she wasn't that person who was hungry for change. But I took on those same characteristics. And as I got older, I would always say, I'd never want to be like my mom. I remember myself and my cousin, my mom's sister's daughter, we always said we didn't want to be like our mom, even as teens. We don't want to be like (laughs) our mom. (laughs) Yes, but we were it's like the mind control and the emotional abuse and the the narcissism is so hard to deal with. And then when you see it in yourself, it's like, what do you do? And, you know, several years ago, this information wasn't just out there where you could see people posting about it on Facebook because people weren't open about it. And so I remember just praying because everything in my mind had to be a certain way or I would freak out. I had so much anxiety. Yeah, control. Depression. Yes, I was a control freak. I hated it though, (laughs) but I was such a control freak and I was obsessive in things that I did, whether it was house cleaning or alcohol or drugs or Yeah, all the way. Yeah, you're taking it all the way. Yes, and... Even jobs. I mean, I was obsessive over being number one in that. And so anyways, it was just a lot of control. And then when I got married to my uh, husband now, and I'm sure going through a divorce, um, I was at a point where I was like, he was one of my best teachers. Because Mm. I started to see a lot of the things in myself that I didn't like that I really wanted to change. And I was praying and praying and you know, really waiting for the answers to come to me. I didn't have any mentors at that point. I didn't have great leaders in my life Didn't Mm -hmm. have spiritual friends, like nothing. I was literally like starting from ground zero. And so I got pregnant with my son who is now almost five and he was born with major medical problems Mm -hmm. in which we knew nothing about until the moment he was born. And when he was six weeks old, my health just crashed down. It wasn't new to me because I dealt with health problems my entire life on and off, on and off. They could never figure out what was wrong with me. And so when he was six weeks old, it got so bad 
I thought I was going to die. I literally was at a point. I saw 49 different doctors in 18 months, none of which could figure out what was wrong. They told me I was crazy. I was making all this up. And at a certain point, you're like, am I crazy? Maybe I am. Yeah. Yeah. And so you try all these medicines and then that wasn't working. And I gave up on doctors, you know, like traditional medicine. And I went to holistic doctors and then they couldn't really help me. And I, it was this process. And finally, one day I said, okay, I just want to die. I can't live like this. I want to die. I'm ready. I had a newborn baby that I'm getting to and from all his doctor's appointments Mm -hmm. because he needed intensive medical treatment that first 18 months. He was put to sleep 12 times before he was a year and a half. And so that's a lot of stress. Mm. So also seeing all these things I don't like about myself, having all this extra stress, anxiety, cortisol levels, like health issues, like all these things are just piling on top of me. And it was literally like there was no way out. I was in so much physical pain. It was just manifesting in every form it possibly could. I was drinking to try to cope with it. I was falling asleep, driving, narcolepsy, um, you name it. I had it. And I said, that's it. I can't live like this. Then when I realized my prayer to die wasn't going to happen, I said, okay, there's got to be purpose in this pain. I know there has to be purpose in this pain. And so that's where my spiritual journey really started. That's where I started opening myself up to really a God more than I knew, more than just something at church, Um, more than just a God that I knew at church, right? Because I didn't really know it. I didn't feel it. I heard it when I went to church, but I didn't feel it in me. And so this particular situation really led me to going within myself mm-hmm. and and learning that learning that the power was all within me and so i was praying and praying and then finally a couple months went by and then the right people started to come along then the right products or things or companies or whatever it all yes. started coming along and it was seriously like the Holy Spirit, as people would call it, or your higher self, started speaking to me. Like I could hear this voice inside my head speaking to me. And the first time it ever happened, it scared the living shit out of me because I was like, what was that? Oh my God, who was that? And then it was like, I couldn't sleep because I'm like, what is that voice in my head? And am I crazy? And nonetheless, I had started a coaching program at this time, like a spiritual type of coaching program. And so I was going through, I was doing the shadow work. I was doing the, um, the within work, the stuff where you start loving yourself, where you start stripping these old beliefs and a uh, programming and where you're unlearning everything you thought you knew to relearn. And so that dark night of the soul, it was really freaking hard. You got put in the fire. You got put in the fire. But I was so ready. I got so desperate because of that position that I was in. I wanted more out of life. I knew there was more. I knew there was something so much greater than what I was currently seeing. Well, and And that sounds like you had truly reached your rock bottom, right? Because once you reach that rock bottom, it's just like, whatever, like I'll do whatever right? Yep, you <laughs> you tell me to drink some swamp water and that's going to yep. fix it. I'm there, right? Like I'm you're down. just, yeah, you're looking for resources. You're doing anything. So that's so cool. So would you say that your very first step um, was self-love? Like what was the first practice that you feel like brought you from that other side? Oh my gosh. I can't, and that's probably kind of hard to describe or to pinpoint because it it was first that thing that you were saying, hitting that rock bottom mm-hmm. and then making the decision. So putting it out into the universe that I'm ready. Yeah. I'm really ready because you have to be at that point or nothing's going to change because that's where you get rocky and wishy-washy if you're not a thousand percent committed. For sure. Really, Yeah. And so that, and then the coaching program was one of the first things that I did. So this coach just popped up on my timeline one day. I have no clue. I have no clue how she became my friend on Facebook. I don't remember friending her. She doesn't remember friending me. I never saw her stuff before until she was talking about this 
manifestation. And I'm like, oh, that's voodoo. You know, like I was so programmed <laughs> that I was like, oh, I can't look at that. And then I was more sure. curious and curious. And so I kept watching without saying anything. I wouldn't comment, but I was watching. And it was like, it just kept building up. And then one day it was like that voice within me said, you have to do this. Like you have to do this. And that is where everything really started to open up fast because again, I committed to doing this coaching program and it was intense work. It was one-on-one work. It wasn't just like a, you know, um, thousand person course. You got to work one-on-one and that's so it's intense. And so you really start pulling these things out of yourself, but loving yourself at the same time, giving yourself grace, being kind to yourself, which I had never been before. I was always very, um, brutal and just nitpicky and didn't like anything about myself. It was never right. It was never good enough because again, that was the household that I was raised in. If I got straight A's, they still weren't good enough. And I'm like, how can you get any better than that? You know? And so I had just done myself so far down and really, I hate to say the word hate, but hated myself. Mm -hmm. And so I had to start building myself back up. And I was mean to other people. I was narcissistic. I was controlling. I was bitchy and gripey and complaining and nothing was ever going right. And, you know, just one of those negative Nancy's that no one wants to be around. I didn't want to be around myself. Ooh, wow. That's a powerful statement. Yeah. But I think you're absolutely right. It's like, what do you do when you don't even want to be around yourself? Right. That's like the ultimate cognitive dissonance, right? We end up just wanting to jump out of our own skin to escape our our pain or frustration. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Sorry, yes. My son's chasing me around the house. She she is a dynamic, multi-talented woman, okay? You guys can't see her right now, but I can. And she is absolutely like taking care of the kids, hustling, like doing stuff around the house. And uh, so, but I feel like that is so quintessential you, Pam. It's because you really do juggle everything. Um, Yeah. So So many different hats, but you have to like, hey, baby, just a second, okay? Mommy came in here, okay? You have to, when you really want it, you cannot have any excuses, but you have to use those excuses as your fueling point to why you want to do it even more, why you want to become more committed, why you want to search for more of the truth, why you want to find more of your inner self so that you can pull these things out. So you're living in your truth so that you're living in light, so that you're living in love and you can do things like this. They don't have to be picture perfect. You don't have to be like in a quiet little room with this beautiful background and just all professional. Like you can, (laughs) you can just be a normal person and juggle all the things that you're already juggling and still help people and share the truth and share your story and your testimony and your love that you have to give. Yes. So tell us where are you at now? You have totally been thrown in the fire. You did the work, you hit your rock bottom, you bounced back even greater not even bounce back, but you just bounced in a completely new direction. So what is life like for you now? Oh my gosh, this is one of my favorite parts because obviously I've been the one in the middle of this whole movie unfolding. But for the people even on the outside, they're in disbelief of what has happened because it's really only been about a year and a half since I've committed to this journey. That's incredible. so much has happened so fast. Like now I'm debt free. Um, I have the most amazing more than I can even count mentors, coaches, friends that are woke, um, opportunities. I'm healthy. I have no health issues anymore. I don't have stress. I don't deal with anxiety or depression. Wow. Um, in a year and a half. Yes. I'm now divorcing my husband and that was that was all part of the plan. And I can look at all this stuff and not be sad and not let it get me down, but know that it's all happening for my better good. Um, like the separation, it's been something that's been on my heart for a year because it just, it wasn't working out. And so that happens sometimes it's life. We grow, they grow, we grow apart, we grow together, you know, differences of opinion, you 
just things happen. And so for a year now, I've been putting it out into the universe and asking God, like, how can we work this in everyone's favor? Mm -hmm. Not just for me, but for the highest and best good of everyone, because I want to see joy in people's faces again, in my family's faces, in my husband's face. And, you know, I want everyone to be happy, myself included. And so here it is. Everything's been worked in my favor so that that could happen in the time that it's supposed to happen. And so I've learned not to force things. I've learned to just show up and go with the flow and love. And for someone that was a control freak, like that is a huge (laughs) freaking deal to just be like, ah, it is what it is. And still smile every day. Yes. It feels good (laughs) to have that Oh, what is the word like comfort and just peace every single day as you go about life and waking up excited to see what's going to happen. I always refer to it as the game of life and how to play. And there's actually a book right. called that that made me think of that, but it really is because you can, and I'm living proof, prove that you can work everything in your favor, that life can unfold just the way you want it. It can happen as fast or as slow as you want. You know, it can uh, skyrocket you, excel you. It can put you in any direction. It is like that launching pad. And we were put here to live in the abundance, not Absolutely. to struggle. And that's, what, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, I think that that mindset in and of itself, understanding that it doesn't have to be hard. And, um, and I know I've probably said this to you at some point, but <laughs> the very first step is believing that you have what it takes, right? Yes. That you have what it takes to change, that you have what it takes to make a difference, and that the universe and all of the forces that exist around us are conspiring in your favor to make that happen, right? And so once we stop seeing that the world's against us, like, sure, we may have assholes in our lives who are against (laughs) us, okay? But then part of realizing that you don't have to deal with that anymore, you release that energy and you open up the flow of all of the, uh, all of the energy in the universe to support you in the life that you want, right? So, okay, what kept you going through all of that? What kept you going? Did you have something that was like a motivation to you or what was like your internal voice? What were you saying to yourself on the daily to just be like, all right, I'm showing up. I'm doing this. You know, I think it goes back to that power greater than yourself because it was like, I don't want to say I wasn't there, but there was something so strong within me because I knew at that point, especially after I saw changes so quickly that there was something so much bigger than me because that wasn't me. It was that energy that I was putting out there. I was saw, I was seeing all this negative energy literally leave my body and it just get better. And, you know, we get to live a life of freedom. And so the, the things that kept me going, obviously my kids, you know, that's one of the things, but because I wanted it so bad, because I saw other people's stories. I saw other people's testimonies. I saw other people doing it. And it's always that thought, if they can do it, why can't I? Mm -hmm. And it's like you said, believing, believing, believing. And our programming teaches us not to believe in ourselves. It teaches us we're not worth it. It teaches us we can never have that. Those people got lucky or they were born into it or they got fed a silver spoon or whatever the saying is. Right. Or they Um, have something we don't or there's just, yeah, exactly. We want to come up with all of, and that's such a victim mindset if you really look at it, right? It's like poor pity me, poor pity me. Life is so terrible. I was born into the wrong family or whatever. And uh, then we just believe that our circumstances will never be as magnificent. But, you know, and again, I know we have had this conversation in private, uh, but a lot of times when you are not seeing the results in your life that you want or you're feeling stuck, usually that means that there's something big that you're avoiding that you're not wanting to deal with. And so the universe is waiting for you to deal with that thing. Yep. Then the floodgates (laughs) will open up. The manifestations will come through. The blessings will come through. But it's about working with that. Like the universe is trying to make your life amazing. So it's not going to tolerate things in your life that are not amazing. Right? So it's like once you deal with that 
um, that debt, that relationship, that low self-esteem, um, that eating disorder, that, you know, whatever it may be, once you deal with that, then your blessings will come through because the universe knows that you're ready. Yes. Yes. And it, it, it comes for me anyway, my experience was it was like little bit by little bit. So it was like, you work really hard and then you kind of hit a plateau. Right. And you take a breath, you catch your breath, and then you work really hard and you get to the next level and then you catch your breath and then you work really hard. And so it, for me, it came in these waves because I was just listening to myself and my intuition and doing whatever I was led to or whatever popped up or whatever I felt good about or that was right. And that's when the next thing would happen. That's when the next uh, situation to deal with would arise That's because so beautiful. for I me, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it all at one time because I had so much shit to deal with. And so now all those things that I had to deal with, I literally have conquered one of my biggest things, which was my marriage. And you know that, yes. um, and now it's the last thing I have literally one thing left and I'm going to have all those chains broken. And that's my relationship with my mom. Yes. And so I know all these things have literally like worked little bit, little bit, little bit, medium, medium, big, big. And then the biggest thing will be next. And so I know I'm seeing it happen in front of my eyes as I'm dealing with these things, those gates are opening. Those yes. blessings are then coming as you're dealing with those things. And it's so crazy how that works. And, you know, I've been telling you that I've known for a year that my marriage was one of the biggest things that I needed to deal with, because I think we all know that our energy, if we have it in one area of our life, it bleeds over into the other things. So if you have something that you're not dealing with in one area, it's still bleeding over into those other things. And so it has to be this, what is it called where they all work synergistically together? Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I feel like it's so human of us to want to put like compartmentalize things. Like we're going to put like, <laughs> no, this issue is totally separate, is not really yep. Anything else in my life. And so we compartmentalize everything and we put everything in these silos uh, <laughs> without realizing that it's all related. It's all related. It's all intertwined, whether it's your finances being related to your diet or your, your healthcare being related to your relationships and your job being related to, um, you know, your marriage or any of that. It's all super intertwined. Um, so I think once you start living in that kind of way, uh, you can finally live as a whole person without your energy being fragmented, right? <clears throat> so oh, absolutely. Let me ask you. So, okay, you are a you own your own business. Tell us about that for a minute. And then I'm going to ask you a couple questions based off of that. Cause I know we want to know, we want to know all about Pam. So tell me you are a business owner. What, what do you do? And what is that like? I explained it a little bit in, in the intro, but we want to hear it straight from you. Okay. So, so business for, I think six years now I've been in this industry and there was something in me six years ago that just knew there was more to life than working the eight to five or the nine to five or Monday through Friday or always on someone else's time or barely making enough money to get by. And I just went back to that thing, you know, that praying thing, like there has to be something else other than this. I had a degree that I couldn't use because there were no jobs open in my area for it. I had all this student loan debt that I couldn't pay for because I didn't have a job to pay for it. And sure. I wasn't doing what I love to do every day. And I was at this point in time when this came along, working a manual labor job. And it was a family business building steel trusses. It is freaking hot in South Alabama. It is humid. You can't wow. breathe. Hard labor in South Alabama. I can understand <laughs> why you would be like, get me the hell out of here. <laughs> exactly. It was so hot. And then in the winters, it was like freezing. You had to build a fire because it wasn't indoors. It was like outdoors work. And um, it was so hard. And so anyways, this industry come came along and I was like, oh, no. I'm not doing that. That is a scam. Like no one makes money in that. Only people get lucky. And I had all those beliefs because someone else had told me that. 
Sure. It was that's that a lot of people's impressions yeah. too, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so there was something in me that just wouldn't let it go. And so I decided, okay, if they can do it, why can't I? Because I personally knew people that were making five figures a month doing this. And so if they can, why can't I, right? And so I took a chance on it. And within six months, I got to quit my job. I haven't looked back since. That was five and a half years ago. I haven't been back to a real job or, you know, a nine to five or office job or anything like that where someone else tells me what to do. And so at that point, when I was making enough money to pay off debt and to go on vacation and to take the kids places and live free. That's what I would consider living free is being able to do whatever you want, when you want, on your terms with who you want, getting paid as much money as you want, doing something that you love. So for me, that was helping people with their help at that point. And so I did everything wrong. <laughs> I did everything wrong because- Tell I us about that. Money. I want to know, what did you do wrong, Pam? <laughs> I did all this spamming people, you know, like posting all the things you shouldn't be posting at like bugging people and doing all the things wrong. And because I didn't have anyone to teach me, but I knew I wanted it to work. And so it did work. I don't know how I got it to work doing all those things, but people knew my heart, I think is what it was. People saw my heart, they felt my heart and they, um, they wanted that for themselves they wanted that fire and that freedom. And so little bit by little bit, you know, you're building a network because Mm -hmm. that is really what life is all about. It is your network. No matter what industry you're in, no matter what job you have, no matter what you do, it is all about your network. And so let's see, what was that? I was in one company and you own your own business and all of these things. So it's not like you're ever tied to anything. And then when that After my son was born, that wasn't working out anymore. I didn't have the time to do it. I didn't have the energy to do it. I literally couldn't even get out of the bed. And there were some ethical things. And so I stepped away from that. Then during my um, awakening, if you will, with all my health problems, I was praying and praying for something to come along. The second company came along. And that's when my inner self just said, you have to do that. Like it was screaming it. And that was like 70 to 80% of my healing. Then I knew there was more. I knew there was more. I knew I could be a hundred percent. I had grown so much internally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I knew there was more and I was ready for more cans at that point. And so then my current company comes along, found me. I never went out looking for it. I, I shut the door on its face. I said, no, absolutely not you know, we pray for stuff and then it comes along and it doesn't look how we think it should look. And so we immediately just slam the door on it. Absolutely. I had to to take myself in a corner and like a timeout and say, okay, you need to open your mind up a little bit. This is everything you've prayed for on a silver platter. Every single thing you've asked for is in this one thing. Why are you shutting it down so fast? And so Obviously, I opened my mind to I took a chance on it and my health hasn't I literally haven't had one freaking issue in nine months that I've been with this company on these products and not just for myself, but to see other people experience that change, it just fills another space in your heart. And so with that being the opportunity that it is being that it's ground floor, being the people that are here, they're just healers. They're spiritual people. It's just a different level of being somewhere. And so totally different energy. Cause I I feel like I see a lot of other companies and I'm not trying to knock anyone, right? Like I'm not putting anyone down. I'm not saying specifics, but I (laughs) am on social media just like everybody else. And I see the same shit that everybody else sees. (laughs) And so the fact that you guys have been able to, um, have just a healthy culture around this organization, um, is beautiful. And then, you know, so 
I know that you guys, obviously things are not perfect, but I feel like how you guys do handle conflict has been in a really healthy way. Um, and so let's get into that for a second. So you have a team that is massive. How many people are on your team now? Cause we haven't talked for a couple months and I know the last I heard is it was ginormous. So, oh my gosh. So we have over a thousand people now, which wow. is insane. I've never had a team that big in my six years of this industry in the three different, you know, this is my third company that I've been with. And it's just the beginning. Like it's literally just getting started. This company is brand completely brand new. Like mm-hmm. I've had the opportunity to be there from the very beginning. And it's crazy to think that, you know, at the end of the year, that is going to be a couple thousand then in another year. And that, to me, it's not the numbers. To me, I see how many lives are impacted because we have this vehicle because that's really what we are. We are just a vehicle to share love, to share experience, to share something that can help you take your power back, help you get your health back where it needs to be. We have so much knowledge. We have spiritual leaders. We have um, tools and resources and connections and coaches and just the the what is it, the um, quality of people that we have here and the connections that they have and the value they're providing is just, it's phenomenal. So tell me, so the topic of today's show is talking about the rise of divine feminine leadership. And so you are now in this space where you are over, over a thousand people. Right. And so I know that you have been tried and tested in your leadership. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, okay. So tell me first off, do you feel like you were a natural leader or do you feel like that was something that you had to learn and develop? So I think both because uh-huh. it was like, I always felt like a leader, but I didn't know the right ways to lead, if that makes sense. And so things in my first company fell apart because I didn't have, I didn't have a leader. Therefore, I didn't know how to lead because I'd never been in a leadership position like that before. And so definitely a little bit of both. And a lot of it had to be, a lot of it had to be learned. I had to take the time to you have so many different people that you're dealing with, so many different personalities, so many people respond to different things. And so it's like you yourself are trying to figure out how to be each of those things for everybody that you're coming in contact with. And the ability to do that, first off, is absolutely priceless because that is something that you will take with you through the rest of your life, no matter what you do, no matter what business you decide to start or endeavor that you decide to start in the future. um, That's just an incredible skill to have. Um, So tell me, what is one of your biggest learning experiences in leadership? How did you maintain leading from the heart in that experience? And, uh, you know, it seems like when we're met with conflict or opposition, it's so easy to hop back into that aggressive, more masculine leadership role. Like, um, right. Cause sometimes we just want to be yeah. like, I don't want to hear it. This is chaos. This is drama. And, and we just want to like, yeah. you know, block that out. Um, so, so can you think of a time when your leadership was tested and how did you, stay compassionate, stay intuitive, and and lead from the divine feminine? Oh, this is a really good one because you kind of went through some of this with me. So obviously, when you yourself go through something that's so miserable to the point where you want to die, you learn compassion because you've been in a place that no one else understands. And so I think I've carried that from that point on since I went through it. I haven't judged anybody. I, not consciously, I guess, subconsciously, it's always there, but you get what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Um, I haven't, I've always kind of stepped back and said, okay, I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what they're dealing with. There's probably stuff that they're not telling me, you know, I need to just give it space, give it time, show them love. And sometimes that's not even well reciprocated because they think you're just, you don't care about them or you're being, um, 
uh, what is the word like facetious you're not being genuine if you're being loving and so recently this year especially with the size of the team that we have especially with the quality of people that we have especially with the spiritual people that we have the people that are going through some of these same changes themselves in their own lives and we're all in one place and then being some of your best friends then if they take a turn or shift happens for them or something, and then it comes somehow back to you, which is what happened to me. But God told me this was their time. This is their journey. They have to figure it out. You can't be the one pointing the finger at them. You can't be the one digging it out for them. If they don't ask you, you have to let them take their time and you have to be patient, kind, and caring. And you went through this with me. I mean, it was several people all at one time where this just blew up. And I was literally on my deathbed so sad. Like, why is this happening to me? I've done nothing but be nice and be good and try. And, you know, I was just so freaking sad because I love these people. I poured my heart. They were my everything. They were my every day, you know? And so you were so helpful and just always guiding me back to myself, back to love, back to patience, which is really hard for me because I've never really had any. So I've had to really learn that. Time. Um, If you give it time and it's so difficult, I get it, especially when you're in a situation that's like conflict, you're like, no way. I want to resolve this immediately. Like there's no way that I can let time pass and just stay in this place of having conflict with someone. Uh, But sometimes that's all that it is. Like my boyfriend, (laughs) I'm going to throw him under the bus real quick. Uh, But he used to do this thing when we first got together that uh, he could not handle it if we were fighting or if we had some kind of disagreement and he would want to talk about it right then and there. And I would tell him, I'm like, babe, I need... I need some time to think about this. I need you to just leave me alone, right? I would say that. I just need you to leave (laughs) me alone, okay? I don't want to talk about it right now. And uh, he would just have such difficulty respecting that. And But we had to get to a place where, like, I would tell him with compassion, with love, that um, I'm like, look, I still love you, Okay. I'm not going to bite your head off, but I need you <laughs> to give me some time to process through my emotions. Um, and so I think when we get out of that space of needing to solve things right then and there, it will kind of work itself out, right? Like the yeah. other people calm down, you calm down, time gives you clarity, and then you're able to come together when you're actually supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Oh, cool. And it takes for them, it's their own journey, something they're learning about themselves, something they need to go through. Maybe it's their rock bottom. Maybe it's their shift. And so being on that side and still just having to be loving and send love and just pray and feel so hurt and defeated and just knocked down. And like, why is the devil trying to get me? You know, it's just, it's hard, but On my side of it, I also learned a lot. I also grew a lot. I also was able to get even more clear on what I wanted in life or business or in teammates or friends, or I got to see more of my shadow work that I needed to do. You know, look at myself. What part did I have on this? How could I have done differently? You know, like really self-reflect. And so it was very, very hard. One of the hardest things I've ever been through in business, but it was also very needed. And then, like you said, after time, it all just started to come full circle again. They came back, they apologized. I apologized. You know, the lessons were learned, but it built a stronger foundation. It built a stronger friendship. It built a stronger business. And those are the things that last a lifetime. I remember one of our conversations, um, and like, again, you were kind of going through the emotions of that, right? Like you were just like, ah, and, uh, I'm like, you're getting exactly what you asked for. 
Yeah. And I remember that you had said that that was kind of a light bulb moment for you. I'm like, you want to be a strong leader. You want to, um, you know, have, have, uh, just all of these resources and these abilities and, and again, those leadership qualities. And I'm like, you're getting exactly what you asked for. This is a part of it, right? It's not easy. Yeah. It's not just going to be like a uh, downloaded into you where all of a sudden <laughs> you just like have these skills and talents, right? Um, because but that's what we wish. <laughs> right, right. And in a perfect world, it would be that way. But since we're here on earth in the physical plane where we have the limitations of time and space and separation and all of that, we, we, and that's part of why we're here is to go through the experience of learning right? Yes. Because outside of our understanding of this reality, we would be able to just like snap our fingers and have it be a certain way. But that's part of why it's so amazing being here on earth is because then we walk through the whole process of it. So I know we got pretty esoteric there, <laughs> but uh, so, okay, let's talk about... <laughs> I know you work with so many people, as we just discussed, you work with so many people and a lot of them being leaders themselves, either in the spiritual community or in your industry. But what do you see in some leaders that are toxic? What are some qualities that you see in leaders that you're like, oh, hell no. It's okay. Uh, You got it. I hate answering this one because there's I'm sure they can, you know, say things about me too, in which I'm happily open. I'm like, hey, if you see something, call me out. Tell me I'm so open to that because like you said, I'm just hungry to know more, to change more, to be better. And so some people are not that way. And it's so hard to watch them sabotage their own business, to sabotage their own team if they have one, to sabotage um, their clients. and they they show up as this person that they're not. Mm. And if you're a person who reads energy or feels energy, you know immediately and you're like, that's such bullshit. And so I'm sure a lot of people, <laughs> yes, and a lot of people listening to this will probably say the same thing as they're scrolling through Facebook. They see somebody's highlight reel or they're showing up talking about how great they are, how much work they're doing on themselves or um, they're posting all these positive affirmations or memes or graphics or whatever, right? But then people know those people in real life and <laughs> they like, know oh. that they're not really like that, you know? And so sure. that is probably one of the most toxic traits, I would say, is just people not being authentically and genuinely themselves because of pre-programming and limited um, beliefs and not believing in who they really are, not self-discovery, or they're not doing coaching programs for themselves. Um, And they're still just in this world that we live in. We feel like we have to show up as this person that we're not. And I was that person for a long time. And you're told what you can or can't talk about or what's good or bad when really it's neither. And I love that point. Yeah. I've just watched people do this especially in six years in this industry, watching them show up as this person, but then myself knowing them in real life and then thinking, do they have mental issues? Like, do they need help? Are they bipolar? Are they schizophrenic? Like that is not the person that I know in real life. So it's like, it doesn't add up. Right. Subtract yourself from the situation. Right. Cause you can just tell, like, even if you don't know exactly what's going on, you know that there's confusion there. Yes. Right. You're like, there's definitely some confusion going on. And listen, you guys, we're not saying this in any terms of like tearing people down. Right. Because we know that personally I have been toxic as hell. And so I've been that person life. too. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like, so it's not, that is not the fact that we're just being like, you know, they're toxic, we're better than them. Yeah, that's not the conversation at all. Um, But I think that hopefully, maybe some of you can hear those words and think, you know, I do that right? I do those things or I see other people who do those things, right? And so, you know, I'm all about, as you guys know, I'm way about like transparency and just being upfront with what the journey looks like. And a large part of that journey is coming, coming forward with your own toxic traits, right? How am I toxic? How can I uh, shift that energy? Because 
once you do, you open up the space for so much more. So what would you tell women out there who dream of leading a business or a group or, you know, maybe they're just battling with imposter syndrome or self-confidence or, um, you know, they have all these voices that say that they can't do it. So what would you tell them as they're starting their journey? This is going to be a hard one to hear because it was for me. Um, is definitely stripping yourself of all of those things. And those things are sometimes very comfortable to us. And so you have to put on your big girl panties and break that box. And I don't want to say shut people out, but protect your own energy and let the negativity fall to the wayside. And that, for me, meant not calling my mom not talking to my mom. And when she started on her negative rant about everything in life, I had to say, Hey, I have to go or Hey, I'm not going to talk about this or you already know, I don't want to hear this or whatever it is. And eventually it stopped. I mean, we rarely talk now, but I've got that negativity out of my life. And so it started with one person Then it was another person I had to do that with. And then another, but at the same time, better people were coming into my life that could fill my cup. And so first you have to believe in yourself. You have to want it bad enough. You have to be ready and willing to do whatever it takes to get through there. And sometimes you do have to sacrifice things in the now for the things in the future. And it could just be a day away. It could be one day that you're sacrificing that and then something huge comes the next day, but you never know. And so walking through with so much faith and hope. And I don't say that in a way that people just throw those words around like, oh yeah, I have faith. Or, faith oh, I hope love, that yeah. works Live, out laugh, love. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, like yeah. really as deep as you can possibly feel that in your inner being, in your heart, in your mind, and your soul, and your visualizations, knowing that it's already there. Yes. But you have to go through all these steps to get there. And so maybe it's your best friend. If you want to build a business, or you want to be your authentic self, how bad do you really want it? And what are you willing to do about it? And then finding a coach to work with you, you know, like yourself, someone that's going to be there because you cannot most of the time do it on your own. Most people cannot do it on their own. You know, it's so in, here's the thing. It's no fault of our own right? It's not like, well, you're just an idiot and that's why you can't do it. Okay. It's no, 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 no. It's because you have been living like, okay, I'll use it. (laughs) You know me and my like terrible, uh, um, analogies, examples for teaching stuff. I love, I don't know why I always come up with the most like disgusting examples. Uh, but it just, I feel like it sticks. Okay. So it's almost like that idea that like, if you stink, you can't smell yourself right? You can't smell yourself, but other people can smell you. Okay. So like, I swear. it's the same thing though. Okay. If you have habits or things in your life or mindsets in your life that do not work for you, that is the stink and you're not going to know it because yeah. you've been in it your whole life. And that's why it helps working with a coach who can point it out with love, with tenderness and show you, yes, this is not working. This is where, um, you know, you are spinning your wheels in your life. Um, so I love that. As you know, I'm a coach, so I'm all for working <laughs> with coaches, but because I know it works. And I know that we need that truthfully to move forward. Yeah, you do. Because a lot of people will just read books and I love books. So no one takes this the wrong way, but they don't have the same effect as hearing someone talk to you or having someone listen. A book cannot listen. An audible cannot listen to you. You need someone to hear what you're saying, even if you're not explaining it. You need to someone that understands what you're going through, that's been there, that's experienced it, that feels it, okay? And then they can guide you through it with that love, with that care, with that tenderness, because a lot of times we don't have that with ourselves. Mm -hmm. We're mean to ourselves. We're hard on ourselves. We're harsh. We're brutal. We beat ourselves down. And so you need that support, which more than likely 
if you're in a situation that you want change, you probably don't have that support that you need in order to do the changing. That was my experience. And a lot of the people that I know that was their same experience. And so it's, the coach is really good for all of those things. And a lot of the times you get way more than what you pay for. Like you get a lot of bang for your buck and it's your life you're talking about. This is an investment in your life. You're only here on this earth for such a short amount of time. Like it goes by so freaking fast. Do you want to enjoy it or do you want to struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle? I was to the point, I was sick of struggling. Just like I know a lot of your story and you were the same way. Absolutely. I mean, it gets to the point where you just think like, I mean, so I'm hard-headed, right? You guys, I'm a Taurus. I am stubborn. I am hard-headed, right? Like all of that. Like I had to learn the same lesson like 300 times before I was finally like, okay, I'm going to not go down that street anymore, (laughs) right? Like I was just like, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm going to go down this street again and it's going to be different. It's going to be different. Yeah. And of course, you know, it never was. Um, and so finally I <laughs> had to pull my head out of my ass and put my ego aside. That's really yeah. what it was. So here I'm going to have a moment of just like honesty. I felt so insecure about myself that I could not am- admit that I was wrong, right? Or that what I was doing wasn't working because I had such pride and such ego, which was based out of insecurity. Okay. That was not real confidence. That was false confidence. Yeah. but to me, it took real authentic confidence to say, I need help. I need someone else to support me. I need more. And once I got to that space and I became coachable and I became teachable, that is when my life took off. And also on that note, that's when I I didn't have to be perfect anymore. I didn't have to be perfect. I could admit my faults. I could live with my faults. It it completely changed my entire life experience. So, Pam, if you could go back to day one of the day that you started your business, what advice would you give to yourself? So this is a great question as well, because I do think about this sometimes. I'm like, why didn't I know this in the beginning? Or I wish I knew this in the beginning. So I feel like I kind of started over as a different person this last go around because I had more knowledge. I had tools. I had resources. I had mentors. I had done coaching programs. I got clear. You know, obviously we continue to get more clear as we go, but I just, felt like a different person. I was a different person. And so going back in the very beginning, I wish someone would have told me how important self-development and coaching programs are, because it is literally like your lifeline, not just for your business, but for your life, your happiness, your joy, your peace, like all the good feelings. Mm-hmm. And it, and it happens so quickly too. I think that that's what people don't understand is they think that yeah. doing some sort of self-development, I mean, it, it, you'll have breakthroughs that hit you like a ton of bricks and it changes yep. your entire perception like that, right? It's quick, it's fast. Um, but at the same time, it's like relaxing and slow. Um, I mean, not all the time, right? Sometimes it can be like, holy shit, I feel like I'm like, everything's falling apart. Uh, but then- All at one time. It always seems right. to happen at one time, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I have so enjoyed having you on the podcast today, Pam. Literally, I know I said it in the beginning, but you are just a ray of sunshine um, and, and such a transformative person. And anyone who knows you is so blessed to have you in their lives. Um, so I know that the listeners are just wanting to connect with you. So can you tell everyone where can they find you? Where can they get in contact with you? So thank you so much for having me here. This is such a blessing, such a huge opportunity. I've enjoyed this so much. I can't wait for us to do some more in the future. And you're amazing. Like you've helped me through a lot of this this year. You know, you and I have gotten pretty close and you have kind of seen 
the shifts happen. So you've been like front row seat with your popcorn. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know it. <laughs> Watching it all unfold. And Tuning so, into Facebook TV. <laughs> yes. So everybody, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for listening. If you want to find me, you can find me on Facebook, Pam Staples, S-T-A-P-L-E-S. I I have Instagram. I don't use it. I have TikTok. I don't use it. Like Facebook is my main source right now. And that's like my home. That's where I just feel good. You know, that is my space. So that is where you can find me. And I hope in the near future that I will have some other platforms because I'm manifesting some different things in different areas and different avenues that I'm really excited about that I've kind of been thinking about for a while. That I, awesome. can't, I can't wait to jump into. Yeah. Yes. Well, you will definitely have to keep us posted on that. You guys go follow Pam. Um, again, she is a woman on a mission and she is making it happen. So if you want inspiration or to, uh, you know, go, I'd say go join her company if I were you. Uh, but... <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, do it. Uh, you can find her on Facebook. I will link all of her information in the description below. So thank you so much for joining us here today for this episode of Divine Reclamation, the podcast. And ta-ta for now. Thank you so much for tuning into Divine Reclamation, the podcast. Your listenership is so valued and appreciated. Take just a moment of your time to leave me a review on iTunes, preferably a gleaming five-star rating. <laughs> Share it with your friends, post it to your social media. Every effort helps me continue sharing information, love, and support to women out there who need it. It takes just a moment of your time, but it helps me tremendously. Thank you again and see you next week.